Hi, I'm Vanessa Anderson. And I'm Stephanie Cooley. It's time to give ourselves a moment to be real, to express all of motherhood. Mothering is beautiful. It's wonderful. And you know what? It's fucked up too. Come hang out with us. We're the real motherfuckers. Hello, everyone. I am Stephanie. And I am Vanessa. And welcome to the Real Motherfuckers. Happy summer. Um, today we are going to be talking about vacation with kids. Huh? Oh, yes. Oh, we all gosh. have thoughts, adventures, nightmares, regrets, regrets. Um, yeah. It's it's a loaded one. It's you know we decided to do this one um, because Vanessa just got back from a, a vacation with her kids. I had some mini staycations with my kids, and I've traveled with my kids. I think more than maybe others have. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that we both have visions of. We all have visions of what we would like vacation to be. Totally. And sometimes they're met. Sometimes. Probably a lot of times they're not met. Um, but I think that this is a good topic because we've all been through it. Yes. Or you're about to. Maybe yeah. you're thinking it's time for you to start traveling. Yeah. And there's different times for that for different reasons. And yeah, we'll, we'll just see who. So can you tell us about your vacation? Where did you go? Sure. So this is the first time our family has had a flight um, longer than three hours. Really? Yes. I don't think I realize that. We, I, we would go to Texas a lot to visit family. We've gone to. Uh, well, you've done long road trips with your yes. family. Yes, road trips, which is something we don't have very much experience with. So I do have more experience with road trips than I do with flights with my children. So I'll just back up to my most recent vacation, and then I'll go into the road trip one. But um, yeah, I, I did do. I have, I, that's, that's a lie. I did a trip with Olivia to New Hampshire, but she was a baby and I felt like it was easier the way I carried her in the ergo and mm -hmm. was able to nurse her and be in my lap. But as far as our family, current family with someone being over the age of five, six mm -hmm. and nine, I felt like that was the appropriate time to be on a flight that required them to be patient mm -hmm. and for them to be able to have that duration. Um, we went to Hawaii from San Diego, which was a direct flight. We went to the big island and it was awesome. Um, it was something that we had been planning since before COVID because we were actually going to go um, for a wedding for my best friend's wedding and COVID happened. So yeah. that was completely canceled on us. So it was like a redo vacation. Yeah. Um, the kids did great. Um, we did um, prepare them for the duration of what it was going to be. Uh, we picked a certain time slot of when we were leaving so that they had time to move eat and prepare ourselves before we even got on the plane. So it wasn't a weird hour. Mm -hmm. um, we had different activities that they chose that they would enjoy on the airplane mm -hmm. before we got on there. So, you know, coloring Legos, we don't really watch TVs. So it was a treat for them to watch something new yeah. on the plane. Um, so that's how we got through the flight. And we also talked to each other, played games. Um, so we got there, we got to the big Island. It was dinner time our time by the time we landed and we did pre-make meals that go on the plane as well for yeah. lunch so that was awesome um we landed we got our rental car 
And we were so relieved to finally get to the rental car. Guess what happened? What? Ryan forgot his backpack on the fucking shuttle. And it went back to the airport. So we had our car and we're like, he's like, in that what ha- what's in that backpack? Our car keys oh to our, 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 you know, car here in, in San Diego. Uh-huh. Um, get, it didn't have his wallet, but it had like our tablets in there and all, and some stuff that would have been hard to replace. So I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. So I was trying to be a good girl, yeah. you know, or a good woman. And he, I was like, I'll help you with this. But in the bottom of my mind, I'm like, son of a bitch. We're already pushing it. Like, yeah. we all want to just be at the hotel yeah. and be done with these steps. Yeah. Um, so I go up to this lady, and she radios, radios it in to the shuttle drivers. And the first one, we thought had it, but he didn't. So we had to wait for the second. So then we kind of had that. And we're trying not to be at each other's faces. And it's hot it. when you laugh. It is hot as fuck. Yeah. Like, it's hot. Balls be sticking to people's legs yeah. if you got balls. Yeah. Yep. It was It was hot. So Sorry, I'm just thinking about balls now. <laughs> I'm always thinking about balls. I'm <laughs> walking around like, what's it doing? But anyway, long story, we get into the Jeep and we are excited and we get to our hotel, beautiful, everything's great. We get to see the volcano and the big island. I mean, all that was just magical. We yeah. got to stay in this tree house the next day, which was amazing. We found it on, I found it on Airbnb and it was truly cool. It was off the grid. So that like one of my friends goes, that was so magical. I said, let me just tell you the truth. And I meant to post this, by the way. So if you follow me, I'll probably be posting it now that I'm, you'll see why I haven't posted it here in a minute, but it's off the grid. Uh So the water that's used for showering and drinking, it's, which is really cool. And there was plenty of it. It comes from the rainfall. It's collected into this tank. Okay. The second part is it's on solar. So after a certain amount of time into the night, we have a sound machine. The sound machine goes dead. All the power's off at 1030. Yeah, because the sun's down and that's all it had reserves. Yeah, so you have to have a generator the next morning to start up to have electricity and stuff okay. like that. I didn't think about that part. Yeah, I'm glad my husband knows how to do that stuff. Yeah, so that part is cool. But the fucking birds in the tree, <laughs> I did not sleep one wink. Everybody, you know, there's this fantasy of being in yeah. this tree. Well, birds live in fucking trees. Yeah, and the birds in Hawaii party at night. <laughs> I didn't get one good motherfucking out of sleep that night. And my sound machine goes off right when I got to my sleep. So yeah. I was like, so out of a bit. Yeah. I know I'm complaining, but that was my biggest complaint. It was still magical. The kids had and I had a great time. It was cool. But experience. that's the hard part about vacation is that we want to always be, this has to be a happy moment. This has to be, yeah. you know, but like the reality of vacation is it's like a you live life and life doesn't always isn't always happy, even if you're on vacation, totally. especially if you're on vacation, you're somewhere new, you're somewhere like everything's off. The time is off. The food is off. The schedule's yeah, off. You're shitting. And you're expecting off. yourself to be happy because totally. it's vacation. Totally. And I know I can't shit. And I'm <laughs> yes. I was oh, like, yes. I could not take shit. Yeah. So, um, and, and, then, and you're eating all the delicious food. You're like, I'm just making a huge ass pile in my belly right yeah, now. And totally. not pooping. Bloating. You're trying to look yeah. sexy. Not happening. So. On top of that, my my son falls off the bed in the middle of the night. We're upstairs. We have to go down these windy ass stairs that take all concentration, or you're gonna eat shit. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we were all off, but we were okay in the morning. It was fun. Um. Got to walk the volcano, which has been on my bucket list for years. Yeah. It's been to see a volcano. We missed the eruption by two days. I was so bummed. Uh-huh. There was an actual eruption, but it was still smoldering and stuff. Super cool. Kids loved it. We dug it. My kids, I'm so proud of them. They walked four and a half miles 
and we did it in the rain too. Wow. Yeah. We didn't even have gear on. Kids were in Crocs. I'm in like these other shoes. Yeah. Um, we were just like doing it. Um, we fly to Maui day later, three, four days into the big, everything's great. Meet my brother there with his family and day three in Maui, man, I get fucking sick, like really sick. I get the shingles. I'm so fucking bummed because my expectation is we're snorkeling. Yeah. I've got this, you know, beautiful place to enjoy. I'm having to like quarantine myself because you know, one of them, you don't know what it is at first. At first I did not know what it was. I was like, what is this? I got yeah. a fever. I got chills. I had the worst headache. I thought of you with your, you know, was it the tumor behind your eye? Or yeah, what? just yeah. So Gross. I had a headache. Yes, I had a headache that was particularly behind my left eye the whole time, like it was pushing it out. I'm like, are you serious? Do I got a step head? I was freaking out. I'm like, whatever. I'm by myself. My family's snorkeling. I'm in this dark room, throwing up because of the headache. So I was like, so upset. That this special quality time that I'm supposed to have with my family. Yes. I'm fucking throwing up. I'm, yeah. you know, trying to make the road to Hana and I'm like dying in the front seat, you all. Do you, you know? feel like there was so much more of a weight of having the pressure to have a good experience because you've been waiting for this long for this vacation? Yes. Yes. And I, and I had such high expectations all around just to spend that time with my husband, you know, and he had worked so hard you know, eight, nine days straight before we even got to go on this trip because we were going to just go. So it was, and me too. I mean, we worked on this podcast. Right up until we left. Big time. I mean, I was working till midnight doing things for this just so we could have those breaks. Yeah. Um, And other aspects of my life that I had to work on. So it's like, I, I was telling you when I got back, I'm like, I think I have ramped up my life so much in great ways. I love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But it's still taking a lot of me to do these things, energy without breaks. Yeah. That when my fa- body finally got to relax, it released what I know now is shingles. I got shingles in fucking Hawaii. And shingles it- is basically like you get it if you've had chicken pox before yes. and the, basically the virus still lives in your system. And yes. And it comes out when you're on vacation, apparently. Because my husband had shingles in Hawaii too yeah. a few years ago, which is so bizarre. Yes, yeah. and we both had it in the same spot. Yep. I had it between my chest. It looks like uh, a blister. You know, it's like a blister that bubbled up. And then later I had one right here above my veins, like almost the center of my head, and it hurt so bad. It felt like a really bad zit. Yeah. You know, and it then and when it started going away, it itched like the chicken pox. Um, so, yeah, that was great. You know, my brother was like, don't fucking come near me. Wear a T-shirt. And I'm like, I didn't bring fucking T-shirts. I brought tank tops. I and bathing suits. I was not planning for this shit and i totally get so i went to the desk i got like bandages i was wearing my husband's t-shirts and my brother's oh my i was gosh. like isolated but it i got better i didn't get to do some of the activities that i wanted to do with my family but you know it's life and i think my body was saying i get to finally release everything i've been holding i feel like our bodies hold on till the very end and when you can relax, it's like your true body, right? I hadn't been sick in a while, so it just released. And I do have to say I'm tired because when we got home, we got like hit with the same thing. Your family got hit like a fever and cold thing. So I got better and then I got worse again. But I feel like my body is where it needs to be now. I needed to release whatever that was and my body told me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I was at that point because I do do all those maintenance things, but it still happens. Yeah. And it's out of our control. So it was for me to just say, 
this is what it is. My daughter came to me crying. She wanted me to go snorkeling with them. And it was yeah. like I had that part, which was horrible. And when she yeah. left, I'm crying. I'm like, this is sucks. Yeah. And you don't cry. I don't, but I did. I was like, when she left, I was like, man, kind of feeling sorry yeah. for myself. Yeah. Feeling it's sorry okay to feel sorry for yourself. I'm for looking this. outside the window. Everyone's fucking having their fabulous time of their life. And I'm over here with fucking burpees on my chest. Son of a bitch. You know? And not only that, every day you're like, that fucking dollar that I just spent for be here. And I'm yes. in hell. Yeah. You know? But but we, be up until that point, beautiful time. It was fun. And even after I started getting better, I would find moments where I could still be out in the patio with them and eat my dinner there and, yeah. you know, enjoy the sunsets and that kind of thing. But yeah, it was our first big trip, you know, over the Pacific ocean, which I hate going over the ocean. I have a fear of flying over water because I'm like emergency landing. What the fuck you going to yeah. do? Yeah. You are shark food. <laughs> Coast Guard ain't going to find your floating turd. You are not going to be found. You know, at least over land, you can fucking land in some field or some shit. I hate flying over the ocean. It was worth it. I have been to Hawaii before. It was definitely awesome to go with my kids. But I did choose to go when they're older, so they were able to do the hiking and the snorkeling. Right. You know, for our family, I didn't choose to do something for that duration of a flight and for that duration of activities because I knew my kids would not be physically able to do those things yet. Yeah. Because we're an adventurous kind of family. Yeah. Um. Or would they have the stamina to do that? And I wanted them to have that first experience of doing those things and being confident in them and wanting to do them again for the future. Right. I think that um, there's this idea that we get about what vacation is going to be like with small children. You, you're just hopeful that they'll hang on and do well. But when they're that little, you will experience Whatever they do at home, they're going to do it like that outside and worse because they're tired and they're hungry or whatever. Everything's off. Um, I went to Hawaii with my kids when they were, when my youngest was two. And on the flight back, it was a great trip. Um, we did a lot. We didn't do a lot of the adventurous things because my kid is two. Um, but we did a lot of beach hopping and stuff like that. But at, by the end of the trip, we chose a flight where it was at nighttime in hopes that our kids would go to sleep on the no. red eye. Yes. Don't do that. Right. And so at, at we're already at the airport. Everybody's tired. We're in the we're in the plane. My son needs to go to bed because it's 11 p.m. and he's exhausted. And he was a big baby. And I brought the like the ergo carrier thing. So I'm putting this child this basically half the size of me onto me <laughs> and he's so not, you know, quote tired. And he's, um, I put him on me and I'm like, okay, go to sleep. And he's like, no, and he's screaming and he's punching me and he's like pushing me away and it's loud. And I'm in an, in, in an airplane with a crowd full of people, like a full plane. And the way that I can fit him while I'm wearing him in front of me is I have to turn 
toward everybody on the plane. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at everybody's faces and everybody's faces are just looking down. They don't want to make eye contact with the lady with the crazy baby. <laughs> you were the one. <laughs> you were the one. I feel like on the plane that everybody's like, I thought I was just going to have a nice sleep on my way home for my nice vacation. Yeah. Expectations. Yeah. Expect yeah. <laughs> so then I, um, I'm holding him. He's screaming. And I'm like, you know, trying to relax and do the bouncy mom thing and like whisper, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and um, I'm like, like about to lose it, right? And I'm about to lose it and I'm bouncing and everybody's face is down and I look up and there's this one woman way in the back and she like waits to make eye contact with me. And she's like, you got this. And I was shoot as she did that, I was like oh, crying tears of like, thank you for seeing me and supporting me. And he eventually fell asleep. Oh, that's awesome. And um, of course, right when he fell asleep, I had to pee so bad. Oh, shit. And there was probably like four hours left oh, on that flight. Dude, so no. that's what happens. Oh my god. That's what happens. So you had to pee. And you know my girl Steph likes to sleep. She was sleeping quietly. Oh, so not a good mixture. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. So yeah. did you hold your pee? I did. I did. Did you have a UTI when you were done with that trip? No, thank God. Good. Yeah. Damn. I'm surprised. So I am surprised. The pens, yeah. If you have that pull yes, where the pens? Fuck it. This? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, no, I you know, I only like I said, I only did the Texas flight, but I have done nine ten ten to eleven hour trips on the car yeah kids. how was that um you just got to plan your stops uh -huh, you know when right. they, and we did it when they were younger too so especially my son's always been a mover and i always knew man every two hours we got to find some place for him to run yeah for him to be and it's it's actually healthy for us too yeah you know to move a little bit so we would look at the interstate we were going on and i would Check out the exits, and my husband and I would scout out playgrounds. Oh, wow, you would do playgrounds. playgrounds. Yeah, playgrounds. I, eat there. I think my problem is when I do road trips, I just want to get there. Yeah, and part of the trip, then maybe I should think about it, is the journey there is part it is. of the vacation. It is. So we would look at museums. Yeah, just like that. Um, we've even stopped one time. It was you, Arizona, because we were, it, and then we had to go in summertime. I don't know why. To Arizona, but it was my son was one and a half, two years old. We went to a trampoline park. It was off our beaten path, about twenty minutes, but worth it. Yeah, because he wore himself out, yeah. and then it was time for nap, and that gave us an extra three hours to travel. You know, so it was just like strategically planning when we left in the yeah. morning. Yeah, having food ready mm -hmm. and having those emergency stops, right? Those emergency landings on land. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that that worked out for us. It, it was good, but. Then sometimes even when you plan that shit goes down, you know, like there's a video of my daughter and we were laughing at it. We saw, we were watching old videos and she's in the back with an apple and my son, you can tell this is the end of the trip because I don't give sweets. Uh -huh. He's got two Mexican lollies in his hand. He's about two <laughs> and he's looking at her because she's like, and there's baby shark playing in the background <laughs> and it's like chaos. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to film this for some reason. Yeah. I'm so glad I did. Yeah. And and then I, I zoom into that. And then I zoom into my husband driving. And he's just like, 
grinning and shaking his head like this is our fucking life right now. And we were both, we were all dying laughing. Like to get that moment and how far we've come in travel. Yes. You know, it's been great. But my son was just like looking at his sister like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, but we were, it, it happens. There, We all have our meltdowns. And that's kind of why another reason I wanted to bring this up was I think everyone should travel when you're ready. But this is my my personal advice, okay? I saw, just imagine, some of these children didn't just come from the West Coast that landed when we landed. Some of them might have come from the East Coast or the Midwest, and they had extra time in the airplane. I saw two-year-olds and maybe a four-year-old. This is a particular family that was next to us. Mom and dad were already burnt out uh-huh. from landing. Yeah. They still had, we all had to walk five, I think it was four blocks to our, to our rental car. Right. The little trolley that takes you was full. So a lot of us just said, let's keep walking. That family chose. We were behind them for most of the time. And I felt so bad for everybody in that family. Mom was done. She had two suit, big ass suitcases. Dad had two big ass suitcases walking ahead. These children were done. It was clearly that this maybe two-year-old, maybe younger was crying and wanted to connect with mom. Mom's like, quit being a baby, keep going, though mm-hmm. compassion. Yeah. I wanted to pick up that little girl, yeah. you know, and it's like, we, we've all been there as parents. I'm not judging this mom. Dad gets in on it, tells both kids to stop crying, that, you know, get over it. There was no pause of, I get it, you're tired. It was like, all of them wanted to get through it, through yeah. it. get that car and just move on with their perfect vacation. Yeah. Right. But, you know, what if they did pause and hold the child for just a second right or was that too much for that family to yeah. do yeah you know it's it's that's being realistic and the whole advertisement we get of these commercials of these families smiling and uh-huh. you know and, and and we do have those moments but there's also this reality to travel yeah you know and so that made me think damn we got to talk about this yeah in our podcast when i saw that little girl and the mom and the mom was upset and you could tell she was just fucking over life, you know? And I felt bad for all of them. Right. And I thought, I know this is not what you envisioned, or this is not your even intention to be this way. Yeah. But everyone's at their edge. You haven't been sleeping. You're off your rhythm. You're probably hungry. Yeah. You're tired. Everything. So it's just, how do you set yourself up knowing your family's rhythm and knowing what your children are capable of? Yeah. So maybe start slow. And also what you're capable of. And what we're capable of. Um, I have started to do this. I started this when we went on our trip to Italy last year. Um, it was weighing on me a lot. Just we're going to take a really big trip. It was a large group of us. It was me, my two kids, my nephew. We brought our nanny. Thank God for her. My nanny, we really brought her. She had a great time. She wasn't full-time nannying mode when she was with us. We brought her so that she can um, take our kids back to America with her. And my husband and I can enjoy a solo trip for a week. Um, And even with having a nanny there, I also knew the reality. Like, we're all human beings. All of us are going to be jet lagged. All of us are going to have, you know, even though I had help, I knew what things were not going to be, things were going to be off, you know? And so I had kind of did this like little meditation with myself of like, 
telling myself that I'm going to embrace all of it. Um, and I even, I, I remembered I wrote a journal entry about it, if I can read about it. So this is right before we left to Italy last year. I said, I'm going to enjoy the travel with my kids, all the fun times, all the figuring things out as we go along, all the hard, sleepy and tired times, all the whining, all the asking to go back home, all the fun, crazy <laughs> times with our friends, all the jet lag, all the food, the amazing food, all the feeling of stress or feeling sad and need to push through or the stress of the unknown, all the new things that we'll see, all the Italian we will listen to. Um, so, you know, you can get the sense from my journal entry of we're going to enjoy it or we're going to embrace. We don't have to necessarily enjoy it, but we're going to expect it and we're going to live through the good and the bad. And I think that going in with that kind of mindset really helped. Mm -hmm. um, both my kids got very sick. They got COVID. They got COVID during yeah. the trip. Um, I uh, did not feel well for part of it. And, you know, my husband and I were talking about how, like, when our son got sick first, instead of being like, fuck, we got sick. We decided, hey, you know what? This is like one of the first times that we're both not working. Because um, a lot of times we would work while we're on vacation. You know, we're both not working. And we have this time to cuddle with our son while he's not feeling well. And so we embraced That's that. Right you way. know, like we're like, we get to cuddle with our kid and not have any distraction. Yeah. So present for him. we looked at it that way and we enjoyed it that way. Um, so I think that. Maybe if you don't have just the rose-colored lenses before you go mm -hmm. on vacation, take them off and see what's really going to happen. Yeah. And you can be better prepared for all of the things that come with vacation. I love that advice. And I love the entry that you were already real about it. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, your flight was double, triple mine. That, yeah. That's, that's crazy. I think this was my tester because that's where we're heading. You know what I mean? It was our tester to see if we were ready and I feel like the Andersons got the green light, we gonna be going international yep. to Europe probably next summer. So yes, I, I think there's, I think that you should do test trips. Yeah. Either okay. I did a test trip where I majorly fucked up. I can tell you about that. Go okay. Everybody is probably gonna fucking judge me. Oh, well, um, <laughs> we could judge no matter what on this. Month when month. my daughter was probably one and a half, we, we flew to New York. My, I had a work trip or it was a trip with my, the, co the company that I was with at the time and they did a retreat in New York. So I was like, let's make a whole trip out of it. Like I'll go to the retreat first with my company and then my family will meet me there. So we, I did the retreat, my Gabe and the kids flew to meet me in New York or actually it was just one kid at the time to meet me in New York. And, um, I had done a lot of drinking with my old company, they revolved all of the like social events around drinking. So I was drinking heavily at the time. And um, by the time I was with Gabe, like we were, we kept the drinking going. And then by the time we flew back home, guess what? Gabe and I were fucking hungover, you know, on the flight back. Yeah. And our daughter was up and at it, you know, going around being a one and a half year old who can walk and like go, you know, like be a cute kid, but when you're hungover, 
you're not feeling good. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, have these like expectations of like, maybe she'll go to sleep. She didn't go to sleep on the flight back. <laughs> and so I did the thing where I was like, maybe I should just give her a little bit of Benadryl. And so I gave her a little bit of Benadryl. <gasps> and I don't know if you guys know this, but some kids get the, um, the other reaction. They don't get sleepy. It actually like hypes them up. And so our daughter was off the walls. Oh, so it's basically the world telling, you know, the universe telling me, this is what you get for trying to drug your child. Yeah, you got two middle pieces. <laughs> and I'm not a person who does, who like, I don't give um, pain reliever if I don't have to. Same. No, but damn, that was desperation. That was desperation. Yeah. That was me and my higher drinking days. And like, yeah. I'm so hungover. I don't know what to do. I'm in an airport. Like, if this is my first kid. I was also had this like, I don't want to, I don't want to have everyone like feel bothered by us kind of I thing. Know. I think that's another thing. Fuck all the people, fuck all the people that you think about on the plane and that you're bothering them. Yeah. They also know they're taking the risk of going on a plane with other kids. So yeah, that's right. You know, save up for a private jet, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good point. There's some people that already are offended that you're on the plane when you walk in with your kids before yeah. your kid even does anything. I had a lady when Olivia was seven months old. She was in my ergo and I went by myself. I flew from San Diego to um, Omaha. My parents lived there, mm -hmm. but I had a layover in Vegas. Anyway, long story short, I sat down on the layover to Vegas, which all of us had to run because it would be related. Oh my gosh. Yep. And people were so nice. There's also beautiful people out there like the lady that said it got you back. There's a couple gentlemen and family that helped me with my carry-ons and we were all running together. I had Olivia, we were running. And then I get in the plane to my assigned seat and this lady, as soon as I sit down, she looks at me, she goes, I don't like kids. And so she got up and moved. And I'm okay. like, you, I didn't even what? know what to Why say. Why do you have to say that? I don't know, man. I wish I could go back in time. Oh my gosh. I know. One of those times when you can think of like 10 really good comebacks. Yeah, I just looked at her because at that point I was just relieved to be on a seat and not have to stay the night in Vegas with a six month old. Yeah. You know, so I was like, fuck, whatever, you know? And then the lady next to me is like, that lady has issues, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, she does. Mm -hmm. Like she's got some healing to do if she yeah. meets children. So just that going back to what you said, fuck people. We're just people <laughs> who do like that lady didn't meet. My kid was asleep when we got on. Like, yeah. get get a life, you yeah. know? Anyway, I, there, I, I had no idea that travel would be like this. I did. And I didn't with kids because my husband and I liked traveling before we had children. And I do remember being tired and all that stuff, but it was just, you had to deal with, you know what I mean? So there's a lot. Um, I have some statistics I'd like to share. And then I know Steph has really good tips about traveling. Yeah. Um, It'll be my, just the tip. Yes. So we'll go first. So this is from the U.S. Uh, statistics at statista.com. This was done in 2015. Um, they did a, they did a survey on parents in the United States. It was a different one for the U.K. Numbers were still similar, but anyway, it was the preferred age to travel with your children. Mm -hmm. I, I really wanted to know the statistics on this, just from what I saw. Zero. So newborn to three years old. 15% of parents said that the only, there were only 15% that traveled with them. Mm -hmm. Three to five-year-olds, it went up to 37%. And the age group that my kids are in, six to nine, 73% started traveling. Okay? It goes up again from 10 to 12, but it drops 
from 13 to 16. And I thought, why the hell is this? Why does this happen? I read further into the article and it made sense. It goes back to our overscheduling episode. These children have so many extracurricular activities that define who they are. And if that's what they're on, no judgment, keep going. But because of that overscheduling and commitment to extracurricular activities, the family decides not to travel to accommodate that, mm -hmm. which I feel is sad uh -huh. for me mm -hmm. that you're not seeing the world and not bonding with your children mm -hmm. and they're not bonding with you for maybe something is going to come of a career. Maybe if it's a soccer thing or whatever, no judgment. But I really do think there has to be a pause in life mm -hmm. for all of you to come together for those snuggles, mm -hmm. for those, you know, life-changing experience that will be ingrained in your child's mind and your heart the rest of your lives. Mm -hmm. There, I'm not saying you have to go on vacation, but it's more, it's more intentional when you do do those things. Yeah. Right. I can see, I can see how you're saying, I can see your opinion. I think that maybe what it is that I would do, because if I had a child when they're 13 and like so passionate about whatever, uh, let's say a sport and it is intense and, you know, they can't play if, if they don't show up to practice. Yeah. Um, but there are breaks in those sports, you know, and find those breaks and be a little bit more flexible with like, okay, like, is there some shorter trips that we can do together Yeah, so that we can work. connect and bond or make um, it work? Yeah. Once they're, this is another statistic and I can't, it was a book that I read. So I'll either have to find the resource for it later, but I, I I've said this several times to uh, in other conversations I've had with moms or parents. Um, the books have said that you will spend 90% of the time you'll spend with your children, your whole life and their whole life while you alive when they're 18, 90%. When they're 18 or before when they're, they're when the, from, from being born to 18, okay, yeah. that'll be 90% of the time that you spend with your children. Right. Yeah. So you got 10% after 18. Yeah. And after that, it's not how many years you have with each other it's how many times you have with each other mm -hmm. that was mind-blowing to me yeah that's what's changed my perspective on where my budget is for my family to do these things mm -hmm. you know it, it's been life-changing to hear that statistic yeah. for me right so I, I think vacations are very important i want to say you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it um you know, you should have a budget that matches your family's budget. I don't believe you should go into debt for vacation. I feel you should either save. And the reason I'm saying that is there's no, you go on this vacation to de-stress. It is so stressful if you have. Well, you have to, when you come you back, you know debt. that you have to deal with paying for it. And debt, yeah. If you can prepay certain things, like pay for your hotel eight months before Pay for your tickets three months after that or however you can budget it out and then save the rest for booking your activities a couple months before if that's in your budget. So that's paid for. And then saving the rest because food is huge when you go up, when you're out of your home, you know, mm -hmm. even like buying groceries in Hawaii. I was like, $12 for oh my gosh. But Hawaii is the worst. I'm that. to die. This is a Californian saying, this is his fucking expensive. <laughs> I was like, fuck, we ain't having strawberries on this trip. Twelve bucks. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so anyway, it's just being realistic about those things. And they're, like I said, 
it should be a, a happy time. And if you can budget that out according to your budget or save, I absolutely think it's worth it for you to come back and not have a penny owed, you know, and, 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 and just start fresh. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people even finance, finance their shit. Like I know even locally Disneyland, Disneyland's like five grand when it's all said and done oh for gosh. fucking two days of a family of four. Middle finger to you, Disneyland. I think that shit is overpriced. And and it is I, I always have these visions of families going to Disneyland and spending like so much money there and that there's just this pressure to have a good time because you spent a fortune on it and i just feel so bad yeah and then you're in line for an hour and a half I know. you go on five fucking rides <laughs> you know you know that parking at disneyland is 80 bucks now what i haven't been to disneyland since i was in high school so, so i don't know to disneyland this is california telling you i love disneyland but i don't think i'm not ready for disneyland with my kids we went for free because my husband got some passes thank god it's fucking free no it was a horrible experience. I'll get into that another time. It just was not fun. Kids should not be expected to be in a line for 90 plus minutes. Well, I also can't do an amusement park for that long. I, I'm like a, if I can do an amusement park for three hours and then go home, that would be great. <laughs> no, it doesn't last one ride because guess what? You're in line to park your car. You're going to pay 80 bucks to be in that line. Then you got to be in line to get on the trolley to get to Disneyland. Yeah. And you get to be in another line to get your tickets. Then you get to be in another line to get in the park. Yeah. And then if there's a cute princess, you're in another line to see that fucking princess. <laughs> and you haven't even rode one fucking ride. And then you get hungry by then. And guess what? That $30 hamburger better taste yummy. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I, I feel like your prices should match your experience. Lower your prices because they are ripping your ass off there. It ain't no magic kingdom. Fuck that. <laughs> so sorry, Disneyland, but this is some opinion from a mom that y'all need to work out. You need yeah. to work yeah. it out. Yep. But um, anyway, the, let me get positive here. <laughs> the benefits of vacationing with your family. Yeah. Like you were saying, you discover other cultures and experience it. I think that's so important for us human beings to live in other people's like lives for a bit. They're their rhythms, their customs, their language, their food, their art. I think it's amazing. Um, slowing down, you know, and then it's also ignites a sense of adventure. It does for our family. You're going places you've never been. So you're already an adventure finding the place, mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're interested in going with it. We have our kids plan what we want to do together. So they're just as excited. So they look forward to it. You said slowing down. When you go on vacation, you feel like you're slowing down sometimes. Oh, yeah. I don't have yeah. to do my yard. I don't have to, you know, I yeah, go out I, to eat more. I think I'm thinking of, I've done this and I've learned from it, is I think a lot of people deal with this, is overscheduling their vacation. Hmm. Where you're hopping from one thing to the next because you want to experience all the things, but you don't realize, like, a vacation. How many of you said, when you come back from a vacation with your kids, I need a vacation for my vacation. Yep, yep, yep. And it depends on what which what kind of vacation, right? Yeah. I always we I kind of learned just from what me and my husband are doing that you know, I we make sure we work out even when we are on vacation in the oh, morning. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. We plan our excursion or whatever in the middle of the day so we don't we can sleep in if we want, and our excitement's in the middle of the day. Yeah. 
Then when it comes to dinner time, it's unwinding. We go swimming. So you do like one activity a day. One main activity in the middle of the day because it depends on your time zone where your sleep is. It helps. I used to plan excursions before children first thing in the morning. And I'm like, son of a bitch, this is a three hour difference. It's earlier. And I'm thinking it's three in the morning right now where I live, you know, and it does mess with you, you know? So anyways, that really helped. Um, We also, I don't know. We just expand our social awareness when we're on an airplane with others. We, the kids learn that they're not the center of the universe, that they're sharing space with others. So it's learning manners. It's learning courtesy. It's learning um, when you get to, you know, for our instance, the Hawaiian islands, they have their own customs. They have their own way they speak. They have their own ways they do things. Um, And I feel like they were super polite too. It was really nice. My son got a gist of it. He started holding elevators open for others. Oh my gosh. So cute. he helped an elderly woman with some, like, it was just really sweet to see these, um, this kindness that my child has now that he's older. We do model that. My husband definitely is a gentleman, opens doors. So it was just beautiful to see him in that role. Yeah. And be so proud that he's doing this. You can see him truly out in the wild doing it. Yeah. 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 And my daughter too, you know, she offered to, you know, go downstairs and call these, because there was filtered water. We would filter our water and she you know, in the morning, I'll do it. I want to do it by myself. I'm like, okay. You know, she had to go down the elevator and then, you know, so I'm like looking, I'm giving her her freedom, but I'm peeking. Cause yeah. I'm kind of, you know, so yeah. it's just, it was good to see them grow in that aspect. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that that's what I have to say about that. And cool. yeah, I like those a lot. Yeah. Thank you. I have some tips. My just the tip is not for me. And it is from someone who's super, super seasoned with traveling. I have a dear friend, Caitlin Zaff, who uh, has three kids and um, her oldest has traveled to 30 countries, about 30 countries. That's a lot. They are, they are big travelers. Do not have set yourself as set them as a bar. <laughs> they're a they're crazy. They're That's crazy. Olympic, Olympian yeah. vacation, family vacation. But they have, she has some great tips from, you know, all of this travel and I'm, she has a lot of them. I'll, I'll post uh, more of these, but I'm going to give the highlights that I thought were really helpful. Uh, the first one is we used to always book a full row, but with multiple kids, it can work well to break the family up into two rows. I have not thought of this, okay? Mm-hmm. It offers some one-on-one time, less fighting and competition, and divides up the work. Put the most unruly child in the back row so the inevitable seat kicking only affects your family. Oh, my God. My mind is fucking blown by that one. <laughs> all of us keep telling our kids, don't kick the seat. And, you know, all, all our kids get that look. Yep. from the old raggy motherfucker in front of them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Okay, here's another one. When our kids were toddlers and below, we would not board early. One parent boards early to put the carry-ons away and the toddler can walk run until the last call. Hello, yes. So they can have like all the running room they want. Where are you don't want to like s- stick them in, the, you know, you, you have the ability to board first, but you, then your kid's stuck on the plane, not moving for a little bit longer. You want to get the little- Their wiggles out. Their wiggles out as much as you can. Love that one. Uh, these are for a little bit older kids. 
We try to let our kids push their own luggage, carry their backpack, and walk as much as possible so they feel independent. I love this next one. Before a trip, we talk as a family about where we're going. We look at photos, talk about the food, things we want to see, the native language, etc. This started simple, ways to get them excited, and now we give our oldest research projects before we go so she can educate herself and us on various topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's a really beautiful way to just have your kids truly understand the privilege of travel. You know, us being, you know, people being able to travel is a huge privilege. It's a huge privilege. I think, you know, there's so many families that that don't get to and that don't get to see the world for for financial reasons or whatever reasons. And I think that us entering ourselves into a different culture, it's, it's our responsibility to understand what we're walking into and, you know, making sure that we um, respect their their ways and their culture and not try to imprint our American ways on, you know, wherever we go. Absolutely. And I, I do similar, we homeschool part-time. So we did study about the volcanoes because we were, you know, doing volcanoes, hurricanes, all the natural disasters before we left. And it is a different experience because my kids were like, oh, this is where the magma flowed. Oh, this is this. And it does bring more magic. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Okay. Next one. Packing cubes, okay? I've been waiting. What the fuck okay. is this? I told, I gave Vanessa a little preview. I was like, packing cubes. She's like, what is that? I was like, oh my God, what? You don't know what packing cubes are? That has changed my life. Okay, so my friend said, I can't believe I used to travel without them. I know, same here. So they're basically little individual smaller bags that are shaped in cubes or rectangles or whatever. And you can better organize your whole suitcase by, you know, like whatever category it is. So I used to put like the kids, just the kids shirts in one, the kids shorts in one, the kids, whatever in one. And when you take it out, they're all organized. Oh my God. And you can still do your little rolly thing in the, I, I roll and put them in each of those cubes. She says it keeps us organized. So you don't have to throw everything out in a huge pile while looking for one outfit. Also, less is more with clothes, except for underwear, where you always need twice as much. Yeah, we don't want those sneaky bands. We yeah. know that. Okay, so there's another one. This is for ones who um, are traveling to other time zones where there's going to be a time shift. There is an app that I used called the Time Shifter app. And it's basically an app where you put your flight times. Um, and the app knows where you're going, what time you're going to land, all of that. And a uh, it depends on where you're going, but a few days before it tells you what kind of like your sleep, uh, sleep schedule should be so that by the time you get to your destination, you won't experience jet lag. So it basically slowly integrates you into the time zone that you're going to be in before you get there. So this worked when we went to Italy last year, when our kids got there, they were on Italian time zone. That is so cool. So it's like the beginning of the trip. You're like, I'm like, I'm a zombie right now because, yes. you know, and I'm trying to assimilate to the the time there. And then you feel like you're kind of wasting your time there because you didn't a lot for jet lag time. Yes. Yeah. No. When you told me about this app a year ago, I was, I was blown away. I was like, what? Yeah. Cause you, when you got back, we were going to get together and you're like, we're still adjusting to the time. Like you were getting up at like five in the morning or something, right? Yeah. You guys were kind of re recalibrating yourselves. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. 
I really do. It works. But it works only if you if you follow it. If you kind of like loosey-goosey, it's, it's harder. Um, wherever we go, we always at least learn the words for hello, please, and thank you. It goes a long way to show some courtesy in a new culture. In a new culture. It can also lead to really sweet interactions with people. And with Google Translate easily available on your phone, there's really excuse not to. And then the other thing, let's wrap this up with like remembering these trips. So photo books are a great way to remember the trip as a family. We print them out after a trip or a series of trips and our kids continually flip through them and we get to talk about the fun things we've done together. So old school. Yeah. It's, and it's so easy too. You just like select and print. then hit print and whoever to like printer service provider you want to shutterfly or whatever. Yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. It is more memorable. When you put it on a disc, I feel like it dies. Yeah. Unless you have nights where you say, hey, let's look at photos. Yeah. But something tangible is a more sensory, you know, sensory experience. So. Can we end with one trip where you felt like proud as like a mom traveling with your kids? I felt like it was this last one. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I was so proud of my kids. They did have their own lug their big old luggages they carried their own they had their own backpacks you know they didn't fight they would tell us what they needed they sat next to each other the whole time that is awesome with one of us next to them and we would rotate yeah and we got home at midnight and they were just troopers dude waiting they were more troopers than i was when we got to san diego i was a cranky ass oh, as yeah. we got to san diego because yeah because shingles yeah probably i was like over <laughs> it yeah but <clears throat> they were just so the way you're supposed to feel after a vacation, they were so happy yeah. and proud and ready to be home, but patient. Oh, I love that. Yes. That's great. It is. What about you? Uh, I went on a trip in March with my kids and it was just me and my two kids. So I went solo and I took, we went to Seattle together and it was just a great trip where again, beforehand, I probably journaled about this. I didn't look actually, but I, I, meditated about how I'm going to embrace all of it. It's going to be hard because I'm by myself with two mm -hmm. kids on a flight and it's going to be cold. Cause when we went there, it was cold. Um, and we just had a good time. We just kind of rolled with everything. And they're also the same age, six and not six and eight. So they were able to do more things. Um, but I felt like we all were just so cohesive and I feel like it was we all fed off each other with our energies. Yeah. And it's great. And I do, it's just about. And it started with me because I had the energy of like, let's go with it. Yeah. yeah. There was no, when we have a perception of reality and then it, or we have a perceived um, expectation and it doesn't meet reality. That's when we start getting all cranky. Yeah. We just say, hmm, flight's been delayed. Yeah. What can we do? Yeah. Let's get right. creative. Yeah. Hmm, let's try that new pastry or make it exciting or yeah. whatever it is but i do i do have to say the ages that you just mentioned they know what to expect mm -hmm. you can explain it to them they have a better sense yeah. of time yeah when you're their babies they don't know what two hours is they don't know they can't be in a bed you yeah know? yeah so anyway we hope we gave you guys good advice and we appreciate everything uh lola sex part two will be after this episode so yep. just to digest the first one and uh, we thank you all for your support. Oh, and also anybody's watching or listening, 
Could you tell we have new mics? Yeah, we fancy motherfuckers now. Yeah. We yeah. are fancy. We, we are definitely love hearing everybody's feedback. Obviously, this is a learning thing for us. And we know that audio is such a big thing. And hopefully you can hear us and enjoy our voices. Yes. So much better. And we have been getting feedback on people you know personally that you would like to see on the podcast that you think is a good fit for us. Um, Keep them coming. Them. Yes. Yeah. DM us. Thank you so much. And have a real motherfucking good day. Well. <laughs>